A scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. A far-off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up. Because apparently this game starts in a computer and half the characters aren't supposed to exist. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm good. I would like to issue a correction um, for, for some of our previous episodes. Quentin Flynn, uh-huh. Quentin Flynn the voice of Axel and Lee, um, is the voice of Silver the Hedgehog, but he did not start doing Silver the Hedgehog until 2010, so he was not in Sonic 06 and did not say, It's no use! Who did say it's no use, then? Uh, I looked it up. I think it was Pete Capella off of memory from 30 minutes ago. Um, no one corrected me. I just I looked it up again because every, every week I'm like, there's no way. There's no way these are the same people. <clears throat> and I looked Pete it up. Pete Capella is an actor known for his role. <laughs> and Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, God, if that's all you're known for is Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, nah, I just looked him up, and that is the first thing that does come up on IMDb. But let's see if... Ooh. Yeah. I mean, not a lot else for Pete. But he does good work. I mean, I think <clears throat> I think that Silver the Hedgehog voice from 06 is, like... There's, there's a value to that level of enthusiasm... Uh-huh. It's, it's like saying Nicolas Cage is a good actor, you know? I think he's really, he's got something. He gives it his all. That he does. Um, This is a Kingdom Hearts podcast, and we are doing an Ansem report, which means we're going to talk about spoilers in this episode, which we don't normally do. We don't talk about spoilers for the entire series, except for these episodes. So, if you don't want games past kingdom hearts 2 spoiled don't listen to this one um by games past i mean games that were released after kingdom hearts 2 joe do we want to start with just like the topics we want to hit or do we want to start with the questions we got um i you know there's like no seeming of structure in my brain or my voice jesus christ Let's start with the the things that we kind of missed talking about last time because okay. we had less time with that answer report, so we were just answering questions. So there are a few topics that um, we didn't end up covering specifically about uh, the absolute lad Roxas um, and his pal Axel and just Roxas in general, I guess, um, in context with the rest of the games. Um, Roxas was a whole boy. <laughs> He was a whole boy. This isn't... Joe is referencing... My, my fiancé has just begun to play Kingdom Hearts 2. We watched the Kingdom Hearts 1 uh, theater mode together, and now she's starting to play Kingdom Hearts 2, and she just finished the Roxas portion. And she was very upset when she started playing as Sora again because, in her words, uh, Roxas was a whole boy. Send Sora back. And I can relate, honestly. I like Sora a lot, but Roxas is my favorite character. Roxas is a whole boy. The absolute lad. Um, so, 
We yeah, we didn't talk much about why we were so sad <laughs> about no. um Roxas in general and Roxas fighting Axel. Um uh I think I was talking to Riley uh a week or two ago where I was like Roxas's entire existence is like a fugue state and it ends with him murdering his best friend and then his other best friend trying to murder him. And you want to, you want to dive into the deets there for anyone not uh, tracking? <laughs> I mean, it's I'm he, uh he is sore as nobody, so he begins existing when Sore becomes a heartless at the near the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. Um so there's roughly a year of his life before he is rejoined with Sora at the at the um when his summer vacation is over. Um, How long does Kingdom Hearts 2 take? Is is Kingdom Hearts 2 in one day? <laughs> I well, mean, no, we know it's not because we know Roxas's days are are numbered. Um yeah. <laughs> in both senses of the word, but that's something I never considered. Like Yeah, I don't know. You don't how really long. see like Sora going to bed in Kingdom Hearts 2 mm-hmm. or 1 for that matter. Yeah, other than know. the times he obviously does on the islands, but the only clear timeline we have is like the he was in the pod for a year. Um and we sort of know how much time was between Roxas existing and when he goes in the pod because Roxas reacts to that um, in 358. 358 over 2 is a DS game, if you if you don't know, that we, you play as Roxas. And I think other characters... Um, I know at least... I, or I shouldn't say I know because I've never played it. I've just watched the cutscenes. Um, in the multiplayer okay. mode, you can play as the other organization members you can unlock Sora, Donald and Goofy and Mickey as well in this little mission mode thing okay I was told uh, the, yeah. t- the title is because it's over two perspectives Three, five, 358 days over two perspectives uh, I mean that sounded like a thing that they would do but um, I mean yeah I mean it's, it's primarily a story about Roxas uh, before he is put into the computer that is Twilight Town, that is the digital Twilight Town we saw at the beginning of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also about his friendship with two other characters, uh, Axel, whom we've seen, and Shion, whom we have not seen. Um, Who? Shion ends up being a... putting things... Uh, simplifying things. She's kind of the same thing as, like, that Rika Repliku. Uh, fuck. No, Riku I'll... replica. <laughs> that was good. I liked Riku replica. <laughs> God, uh, she's kind of the same. Th- <laughs> she's kind of the same thing as that Riku replica, uh, but she's an attempt at making a copy of Sora from Roxas, and they don't know any of that. Roxas doesn't know that he's being drained. The- nobody of the Sora kid and yeah he doesn't know that he's being drained into this other person his life force is being siphoned into to make this Roxas replica named Shion. Roxas basically doesn't know anything which I think is what makes no. him like the most pure <laughs> because I too don't know anything yeah it's very relatable um I know less and less about Kingdom Hearts the more I pretend to <laughs> um on this show um <laughs> So, All of that to say, though, the events of 358 over 2 are essentially uh, in re- how it relates to the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2 
is that Axel and Roxas start to form a friendship, even though Axel is like, ugh, I have to babysit this new kid. I don't get to hang out with my best buddy Syx all the time. It sucks. I just have to be with this blonde idiot voiced by Jesse McCartney. Um, but, but then they become like very good friends. Yeah. And um, Roxas eventually decides that he's he's going to leave the organization because he needs he needs answers. Essentially, he's like, I need to know why I can use the Keyblade. And, you know, like I need to figure out what's happening between uh, in regards to like me and Xion and stuff. And so things kind of uh, fall apart there. And Axel starts to realize that, uh, you know. Maybe being in the organization sucks, <laughs> which he kind of already did because realized because he and Syax uh, were going to throw overthrow it together. But that kind of fell apart when Syax got too jealous that <clears throat> Axel was hanging out with Roxas too much. Yeah, it's all drama. Um, yeah. Yeah, the organization sucks. By this point, like a bunch of them were killed at Castle Oblivion. Um which doesn't help situations. Nope. Axel lived through it, so he came back. He was the only one who came back from that. That's not weird. Did, <laughs> did Roxas even, like, learn about what happened? Much like Chain of Memories, I go through... Are you, are you talking about in 358? Yeah, like, like much like when I watch the cutscenes of Chain of Memories, I pretty much immediately forget it afterwards. <laughs> I mean... So my, my memory of 358 is pretty, pretty uh, foggy. I played that game when it came out uh which was a long time ago so i don't remember all of the plot um but i remember enough to know that all of those details make those encounters with axel in the tutorial of kingdom hearts 2 the opening sequence of kingdom hearts 2 super sad because you can understand why axel is like so hesitant to be fighting roxas but he's still trying to follow orders at this point and uh yeah because they were they weren't just best friends they were like they were axel essentially left his old best friend to make this new best friend and that best friend lost his memory and he's desperately trying to bring it bring him back but he also knows that like getting those memories back would probably make roxas sad again (laughs) which yeah just a whole mess of sad lots of sadness going on in that um so yeah the first day of roxas's life in kingdom hearts 2 is the 359th day of his life at all in general um poor boy poor whole boy yeah um, Just before his first birthday. Yeah. Wait, how many days are in a year? 360, <laughs> 365, four? 364. Yeah. So, yeah, right before his first birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Roxas. It's Sora. Um, You're finally one years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, yeah, so Roxas. Whoa, shit. whoa. Uh, fan fan theory incoming. All right. Uh, bring you it. You know that scene. Roxas in... is the boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know that scene when Sora returns to Twilight Town and he's holding up the the trophy bobble that he has oh, under the do, sun. Do you think and, that and... is the the one year mark? 
Yeah, and and Roxas like fades in over him. That's the reason like Roxas is able to uh, assert himself more in that scene from our perspective as the audience is because it's Roxas's birthday. Happy birthday, boy! Sure, <laughs> why not? It's it's. I mean, who knows how many days it's been since Kingdom Hearts Two started? We're not. We don't know. And I mean, it doesn't matter. So, um, nope. let's talk about Axel and Syax then in a similar thread. Um, we, I, it, it's complicated. These two, um, their friendship predates their existence. They're, yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as we know, these nobodies are, are, you know, there's an original person behind the nobody when that person became a heartless um so Axel's original form is 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 a person named Lee and um Syax is is a guy named Isa and they were super best buds in the before times <laughs> of <laughs> of uh uh birth by sleep we see them um hanging out being bros uh and I think I think the characterization of like the how they change, how they're, how they act differently when they're, they're no, well, I guess how their nobodies act differently than they do, uh, is really interesting because in that brief sequence where you do see them in Birth by Sleep, they're like, you know, they're still like, you know, both sarcastic assholes, but, yeah. um, but they're like, you can tell they're like, like super happy, you know. Like yeah. you can tell they're like really cheery people, and like that is just gone in, in their, uh, how they seem as nobodies. And I just think that that's a testament to like they they feel like the same people, but they don't have that like energy to them. And I just I think the games are super good, uh, for doing that because I think it really communicates that difference well. Yeah, because like Syx is like a nothing dude. Um, he's, he's, you can, I don't mean that as in like, there's nothing to the character because I think his friendship with Axel is kind of cool, but he is like presented as like completely emotionless. Uh, and I think that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think it's just, you know, there's a testament to the nobodies don't have feelings thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Syax gets really into the organization in a way that Axel doesn't. Um, yeah, and I, 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 you know, they're together a little bit less with the missions that they have to do. It's kind of like those two. It's kind of like when you check back in to see what the bandmates of your punk band from middle school ended up doing, and you find out that one of them is like an accountant, Mm -hmm. and you're like. Really? You? <laughs> How did you end up here? I fell into the machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come in here, dear boy. Have a cigar. You're going to go far. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Syax was, was pretty pretty salty that Axel was more interested in Roxas than him. And it's complicated. Um, so when Axel sort of defects from... The organization, um, still hyper focused on getting Roxas back. Um, that <laughs> I think that only drives Syax even further in the other direction, which yeah, we see just a glimpse of, um, 
at the end of Hollow Bastion, where Syax, where Axel shows up and is like, "Hey, here's the organization's taking advantage of you," um, but then Syax shows up and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, never mind, goodbye." Which Axel's motivation is always fucking up in the air. Like, what the fuck is he doing in Kingdom Hearts Two? <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough. To, I mean, it's like he was like, "I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Kyrie as bait." And, like, I don't think he had any intention of doing anything harmful to her. He's just shitty in kidnapping her. And then, because all he wants is Roxas. But then the organization got Kyrie, and he realized that he felt really bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, like, I, I, yeah, I guess I read what he's doing at the beginning there is, like, trying to draw out Sora so that he can get Roxas back. But who knows how well that would would have worked. Yeah. Um. But I think that's enough about um the Kingdom Hearts sad boy calendar. <laughs> uh, you could you probably could fill an entire uh monthly calendar glamour calendar mm-hmm. with Kingdom Hearts sad boys. Not that you should because most of them are underage. But yeah. Just when are we when are we gonna make our um organization thirteen calendar with like some extra months? <laughs> <laughs> Some extra month. Just throw in a few more months. A lot of calendars have more than 12 months, actually. If you can believe it. Oh, because they go through the next year? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the punchline, of course, would be the 14th month. And it's like, who is this? I don't remember. Anyways, what the fuck else is there? To, to... What else happened in We can briefly mention that uh, we just saw Zemnis. Oh, yeah. There's the whole Xehanort as... timeline. Um, and he's referred to as, like... And they talk about Ansem's apprentice named Xehanort who took his name. But what they don't get into is that 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 dude who was the apprentice of Ze- of Ansem named Xehanort is actually an, a really old dude who is a Keyblade master ages ago who then took over the body of a young man and then split himself into a heartless and a nobody. So even though he looks like... I don't know, like a mid thirties something. He's actually old as dirt. You kind of breezed through that. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Those details aren't we important. Um, birth. I mean, honestly, like right sleep. now, they're not. <laughs> they're not important right now. Um. So yeah, Xehanort was old, and then he de-old himself. Um, through ritualistic sacrifice, and then became heartless old. There you go. And nobody old. And nobody old. Actually, his heart... So, nobody's age... Oh, I guess it is important to to note that he also lost his memories in the process of being beat up after taking on that new body. So, he got beat up too bad, so he lost all his memories, and that's Mm -hmm. when he became Ansem's apprentice. But he was still an evil dick, so he still ended up doing evil dick things. Yeah, you can't wash away the evil dick part of the brain. Um, Which we... I I still prefer our theory... (laughs) That we had before we yeah. we clocked that he lost his memory, and we were just like, "Oh, he's pretending. He's evil Plato." But no, the thing about that that doesn't make sense to me the that he just loses his memories, but he's still he's still inherently evil or whatever mm-hmm. is. Are we to we have to assume that like he regains his memories at some point? At some point, um, it's either right. Th- so here's what I was thinking of as soon as you started this line of thought is at what point or is there a point where the time traveling heart of Xehanort 
contacts apprentice Xehanort. Because I feel like that would be a stark shift. The time travel in these games don't make enough, don't follow no. their own rules no, enough they don't. to like make sense of the time. Like, but we have to follow their rules. <laughs> do they have them though? Like, are there rules? Like, I legitimately can't figure out what kind of time travel we're talking here. Like, there's the kind of time travel where going back creates a new timeline. And there's the kind of time travel where all events are already predestined, so you're going back in time itself was predestined, so nothing ever changes. Um, it's probably closer to the second one. Here's the thing that makes time travel really confusing to me in Kingdom Hearts, is what the fuck... Like, the worlds in Kingdom Hearts seem to exist entirely on their own like without any relation to the other ones like the the relevance of time in one world doesn't seem relevant at all to the time in another world um so that already complicates the potential of time travel because what if you're pulling like uh say you pull Zimnus out of hollow bastion when he's alive does that affect Zimnus in another world like who fucking knows? Like, if you're following I the, think the, the, the series of time travel that would make sense that you mentioned before, yes. But I don't know, because the worlds already don't make sense by, like, preconceived ideas of physics. I think the only way that the... I, I think, in general, the series tries to follow the sort of predestination theory of time travel mm -hmm. that... All events are set in stone, so if you go back in time, that was just already written. So, like, the, the idea of, like, what happens if you take so and you know, if you take Xemnas out of wherever, like, he was always supposed to be taken out of wherever. Mm -hmm. So it's all just pointless bullshit. So, I, yeah, I guess maybe. Hypothetically, my, my issue with that is we pretty much have documentation of all of Xemnas. Um and when he's pulled back, when he's pulled into the future, like, doesn't that mean for the time for the timeline to make sense, he has to go back when they're done with him? Yeah. Um, Sora's probably gonna just kill him again. You don't know that. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> I know how nah. these games go. Nah, it's gonna be like Sora is like, uh. Put that thing back where it came from. Oh, so help me. Yeah, he, he's going to like, yeah, it's going to be in the Monsters, Inc. world. And he's going to sing, put that thing back where it came from. Or so help me. And he's going to open his key and throws him into one of those doors, which is going to put him back in the past where he belongs right at the moment he was taken into the future. I don't even want to open up the possibility of those worlds or those doors being other worlds and shit. We did it right here. We did it just now. Fuck time travel in these games. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, someone on Twitter had asked us to do a rundown of all of the the Xehanorts. And as my notes say, the Xehanorts and Sodas. Um, but I... The huh? They had said Soras, but I typed my... Oh. It was autocorrected in my phone to Sodas. That was from... Well, for Soras... Patrick. There's just... I mean, there's kind of just the the two. <laughs> all right. No, also, you're wrong. Um... Because there's like Three. four or five. <laughs> well, I mean, like Ventus doesn't count as a Sora because Ventus. They're and they, he doesn't. They're intrinsically connected. 
Um, so like, you look into Sora's heart. Uh, or Are the... you counting that stupid data, Sora, and co- coded? No, I'm not. Uh, so there's Sora Roxas, Naminé's there, Shion's there. Oh, I forgot about Naminé. Potentially, yeah. Vanitas is is sort of linked. Vanitas doesn't. Ventus and oh. Ventus and Vanitas are both intrinsically linked to Sora's heart. Um, they're like they're second cousins at best. I don't know. Voiced by Haley Joel. Well, Osment. there you have it. They're all the candidates. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, we went through most of. Should we talk the about who Ventus and Vanitas are? Is it worth it? Birth by sleep characters. We talked yeah, about. We'll get there. We talked about Ventus and Vanitas a little yeah. bit when we started the show. <laughs> yeah. Which we probably have a better understanding of now, but um, or not actually. <laughs> Nothing makes sense ever. Nothing. Um, the Xehanorts, at least the ones we've seen, I guess, I guess all of them are kind. Are most of them are relevant by now? You got your apprentice Xehanort. We already talked about Master Xehanort, who's the old dude. Mm -hmm. So it's Master Xehanort took uh, Terra's body at the end of Birth by Sleep, becomes apprentice Xehanort, loses his memory. Um, he he takes. He steals the name of Ansem uh-huh. um, and writes some reports, and then he becomes a heartless and a nobody is made, and that's how we get Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, and Zimnus. Um, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, goes on to possess Riku, um, and then there's still that remnant of Ansem and Riku, I guess. I'm sure there's. I, yeah, I mean, I just, I've, I just read that as like Riku's heart is still a little dirty. <laughs> you see, like, there's still just a little stain there. I don't really see that as like Riku is, you know, anything like uh, still possessed by him or anything. Oh, I don't think it's still possessed. I, it's not like a, it's not a full-on Terranort situation. Um, although I guess the ending of Kingdom Hearts One kind of looks that way for a minute. Um. I think it's it's weird because Ansem is a heartless. And it's weird that heartlesses would have to possess a body, but I think we argued that because Xehanort wasn't really in his own body that sure his his heartless might need one. Um yeah, it's whatever. Um so that's our our, our brief timeline of I mean Xehanort. there are other ones, but they're not anything relevant to anything that's I mean, no, there's they're so, like six steps away from being relevant to what's happened so far in Kingdom Hearts 2, and I don't want to talk about them. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just more time travel stuff. There's a young Xehanort, yeah. and then there's the the time-traveling heart of Xehanort trying to find a number of vessels to split itself into like a piece of pizza. Um, and I, I'm hungry, Joe. I didn't know you were hungry. Now I am. I, know I wasn't before. I know that your fiance needs socks, and they're you're in the room recording a podcast. Yeah, she came in and grabbed them already. Okay. Um, what the fuck else? Um, yeah, your socks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my my socks are being held hostage. Like <laughs> you can grab your socks. I am going to quickly blow dry my hair. It'll take one second. Go for it. I just didn't want to be like, <laughs> while you're in the middle of talking about Ventus or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck his name is. 
You do you? There's a lot of V names. I don't know. Yeah. Vaporeon, Vmod, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Vaporeon's my favorite nobody. Bye. <laughs> Can I leave that in? <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> uh, special guest. Um, God, that really did make me forget everything. God, it memorized. <laughs> oh, that's our new religious spinoff. Um, <laughs> I would. I'd do that. That sounds fun. April first. Anyway, already passed. Um. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's just a podcast where we analyze the religious metaphor. We just do the same... No, we just do the same show we're doing right now, but for <laughs> but for sacred texts. <laughs> uh, what do you mean he just when comes back after three days? What? <laughs> Where's the nobody of Jesus? Oh, no. Says... Says jokes. <laughs> That's as far as this joke should go. Um. Uh. Anyway, this is us from the future. <laughs> we forgot about like a huge important thing to talk about. This is so, this is the well, final a, remix. A, a small thing that is maybe huge. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that long of a that long of a scene, but it's important to talk about for um. Ansem report reasons, and this is the Ansem report. So we're editing in this later, and by we I mean Joe is editing this <laughs> in later. I'm editing uh, this in probably later today because it's that episode that goes up like tomorrow for patrons. Um, let's talk about Zemnis. The Chamber of Repose. Yeah. Uh, what? There's we... so much. <laughs> we saw. Our buddy Zemnis, I guess at this, it would be like the episode before this one, yeah. We saw Zemnis walk down a very long stairway and then enter a weird room and talk to a suit of armor, calling it a friend. That suit of armor is Aqua's Keyblade armor, Aqua being one of the three protagonists from the prequel game Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. And he makes a reference to trying to find his other friend, who you can infer is Ventus, one of the other two mm -hmm. of those prequel protagonists, who is asleep somewhere in a hidden room in Castle Oblivion entitled the Chamber of Repose, uh, the chamber that we saw Zemnis well, in the, being the Chamber of Waking. The, yeah, the Chamber of Waking is the one that um, Ventus is in. Uh, I can't... Isn't it the other way around? I don't... No, because I think the Chamber of Repose is the one that is under the... In Hollow Bastion, I think. But Ventus is sleep... I know, it's it's Ventus great. is asleep, so wouldn't he be in the one that's, like, the sleep I chamber? I mean, welcome to the game where heartless... Are, have hearts and nobodies that's have true. bodies. Um, I don't know. It's a lot. Someone pointed out that there is a reason Zemnis puts in six passwords, not seven. It's the six apprentices. Of Ansem the Wise. That makes sense. I believe it, sure. <laughs> I won't even count how many apprentices there were. I just believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think you... I think you nailed all the details from that cutscene. 
Um, You're right. Why is Ventus asleep in the one that's called Waking? Is it that it is slowly waking him up? Because it's not doing a great job of it. It's not. And in fact, it's not doing anything because Sora has to do it, apparently. Okay. Should we just... Should we just... I think we need to rewind here. So, at the end of the events of Earth by Sleep... Ventus has had a very bad time. He's, he's been, like, shattered in half, like, six times in his life very, at this point. Very bad, no good day. Yeah, and he's in this sort of comatose state, and so Aqua saves him and brings him back to the home they grew up in together, which is a world called the Land of Departure. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I guess we kind of glossed know, over why he's in Castle Oblivion. <laughs> She goes to um, the room in uh, in in Lost where they have the do- they spin that donkey wheel and it makes them go back in time. Anybody, <laughs> y'all ever watch Lost? Anyway, she she goes into like a she goes behind the sort of throne in the castle area of the Land of Departure and uses her keyblade to. I don't know, lock or unlock something. And in doing, yeah, I guess unlock. Uh, And in doing so, so she unlocks this area where she can uh, turn the castle at the Land of Departure into a strange maze. Uh, And she does it so that she can put Ventus in this place until he's able to recover and wake up uh, and so that he won't be he won't be found by Xehanort or anyone evil in the meantime and when she turns it into that maze we recognize that what it's become is Castle Oblivion so what we know as Castle Oblivion was once just this normal kind of castle called uh, the. I don't know if it had a name other than just the Land of Departure but um, that's one of the more so that's why he's there I was going to say, that's one of the more buckwild things that they pulled on us in Birth by Sleep, IMHO. Like, I'm just like, all right, sure, uh, fine. There's, that's a, there's a, there's a big list of things they pull in that game, yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that I mean, game that's is, up like, there. secretly the foundation for everything that happens ever. Um, and it's, what, like the fifth, sixth game that <laughs> <laughs> comes out? So, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get to it. Um, it's, it's good. It's a very good game. Very good. I might play it. Just kidding. I'm I actually, busy. I actually have some criticisms about that game, oh, but we'll get to that when we get to that game. I think we're done talking about that part, though. I think we've yeah, there was done it. um, hmm. where were we? Uh, we talked about most of the things that we wanted to cover. So how about we do some listener listener questions? Listener questions. Um, sure. Let me. Oh, we had a question. A couple questions from uh daniel awesome on twitter and one of the ones that i wanted to talk about was um we we talked briefly about how weird it was that um uh mushu and simba were totally fine with their worlds just coming back after being destroyed and like it never really came up um and they had asked if we thought like maybe uh the like the hun invasion or scars takeover were in some way related to the world's succumbing to darkness it's an interesting idea that it it almost proposes that the destruction of the worlds by the heartless are 
translated into the narrative of the world of the of the film um, right <laughs> which uh, which honestly isn't a stretch because yeah sure for one i mean maleficent being the spearhead of the the heartless forces is already kind of like all right <laughs> mm-hmm. um so i mean i guess if if we had to like imagine what it would have looked like if maleficent had succeeded or if the heartless had succeeded in the worlds of kingdom hearts one it would have been spearheaded by you know oogie boogie or whoever the the bad guy was in that that given world although maybe not because the whole point of the ending of kingdom hearts one is that once they defeat ansem all the worlds go back to the way they were and Pride Land certainly ain't doing great by the time Sora gets there. Hmm, right? Like, true. it's not, everything's not put back together in a nice, you know, tied up with a nice bow. But I think, I think you could, but I think the theory is still interesting. And I think that you could still say that, like, you could, you could say something a little different, which is that the reason those worlds in particular are not doing so great when Sora gets there is because they're sort of still being put together. Like the pieces still need to be put back together. And that's represented in the logic of those worlds Mm -hmm. by the villainous forces present. Yeah. Um, all of these worlds are such fucking just like contained time pods. Um, yeah. in, In a way that doesn't really make sense. Um, but I mean the, the world, ending like definitely lines up for pride lands because uh because Sora is an adult when he's summoned which means quite some time has passed since he was originally presumed dead um, yeah which is already weird um oh i was really weirded out by hollow bastion os do you remember that are you yeah um Tron refers to the the program that they're in in that computer as Hollow Bastion OS, but shouldn't it be Radiant Garden? Radiant OS? Garden, sure. I mean, or is that just like uh, uh, a name change that Xehanort did after pretending to be Ansem? I mean, you could argue that like the ca- that the castle that he takes over, or you know, like that that area that you're in. Mm-hmm. is called hollow like that that area within radiant garden is called hollow bastion or something and then it ends up being what the whole world is called when radiant garden sort of falls apart maybe yeah but then i guess it's the city that it's controlling huh so it should be called radiant radiant garden os but yeah you just right click rename change yeah. hollow uh, change radiant garden to hollow bastion Hit enter. Yeah. And then it'll be like you it's... accidentally messed up the f- file extension it's like are you sure you're trying to change the file extension and not just rename it and then you're like oh no i didn't mean to do that i didn't mean to re to rename a dot png into a dot jpeg <laughs> it's exactly like that um yep. yeah i mean it's it's not important like it's not a huge deal of like it, it's it's probably just a very tiny detail that they they didn't think about that for some reason i caught <laughs> yeah um but I can't stop thinking about it. So much so that I put it in my notes, forgot about it, and then read it just now. I wonder... I, I don't think that computer's going to come up ever again. Um, well, actually, no. There is a return to Space Paranoids, I think, right? Isn't there a part two to that yes. world? 
Yeah. Because they have to fight the MCP. One of they already did that, didn't they? No, they fought the generic stupid whatever. Oh yeah, you're right. And then they left. But I think when when they come back, they fight the MCP. Um, yep. Which <laughs> I really want to explore the idea of the MCP being one of the vessels of Xehanort. I don't know where that theory comes from, but we accidentally stumbled upon it. We stumbled upon a wiki that made that claim, which is, I would say, baseless. <laughs> I don't know what color is eyes. That's all that matters anymore. Um, I think red. I mean, that's not the right color, but... That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think we already covered this one. Melty Yacht emailed us and asked us if everyone is Sora. Um, thank you for your email. Only some. Only some of them are Sora. Um, didn't we at one point, or maybe it was a listener question that asked us if Sora is Kingdom Hearts? I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. Um, How wet and wild would that be, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Considerable amounts of wet and wild, I imagine. Uh, we I got another email from Proto Mug um, that said they were looking at the release timeline of these games, and they made an epiphany that uh, Kingdom that it's been 13 years since Kingdom Hearts 2 was originally released. Which makes it um, the perfect time for uh, 3 to come out. Um, I replied to that email with a picture of uh, Charlie Day in front of his Pepe Sylvia board. Um, <laughs> uh, which there was a tweet, a series of tweets on Twitter of someone pointing out all of the 13s. Um, like all the weird coincidences of the number 13 throughout this series. Um on top of like, uh, there's you know, organization thirteen and everything, but um, uh, the title Kingdom Hearts has thirteen letters in it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was originally released on <clears throat> on March twenty eighth, and those three numbers add up to thirteen. That's cool. Sora, Riku, and Kyrie, all those letters add up to thirteen, and the same is for Axel, Roxas, and Shion. Um, uh, there are thirteen floors of Castle Oblivion for Sora. Or I think just in general, um, blah blah blah. Some of these aren't. Some of these are <laughs> not important. <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura has thirteen letters in his name, and so does Young Zaynor. <laughs> Wait, how many letters? There are thirteen secrets of darkness. Joe, I have bad news. What? My full name, my full legal name, has thirteen letters. <laughs> uh I think we're done, right? <laughs> we're just saying things that have 13 in them. I think we're done. I think we need to end this. Terra and Xehanort together is 13 layers, letters, and so is Ventus and Vanitas. Really? Yeah, I guess. Um, how do we the, end these? The 13th game. How do we end these? <laughs> this is my favorite one. Hold on. <laughs> it's the last one. Uh, okay. There are thirteen seekers of darknesses and seven seekers and seven seekers of light. Thirteen minus seven is six. The sixth month of the year is June. E three this year is in June. What dates June twelfth to June fourteenth? Kingdom Hearts three information will be revealed on June thirteenth. <laughs> These are all from uh, Twitter user Nipa Dubs. They're like a cosplayer. I've retweeted them several times. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future!
uh, we've gotten a couple more comments and questions since the last Hollow Bastion episode. Oh, right. Um, and I'm not going to get to them all, so I'm, thank you so much for sending the question. I'm very sorry if I don't get to it. Um, uh, I'm not sorry, actually. All right, well... Your question just wasn't good. No, I can't say that. I can't finish that sentence. I feel, That's not how I, I feel, feel at all. Cause... I also feel sorry if we don't get to it. I feel bad because we've gotten so many questions that are like, there was one email that was just like, all these questions about our favorite things, and I'm like, that's not, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's too many things in There's the answer. There's not enough it. time in the podcast, yeah. Day. Uh That might be all a good... Of, actually, my answer to all of the what is your favorite blank questions it's... are just Roxas. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him so much. He's such a good boy. Um, I thought about that being a good Patreon episode, just like vague Q&A of just whatever the fuck you want to know. Um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, sure. And so, from Daniel Awesome on Twitter... Um, who's this is the second time they've been mentioned in this episode? They pointed out that the ice cream comment, um, they, I think they're confused, but it reminded me of something else, because I'm pretty sure they get ice cream in, um, uh, <laughs> what's Twilight Town? What are we talking about? Remember when Goofy dies and Donald yes. says that he's sorry about the ice cream? Didn't Donald get ice cream in Hollow ba- or in Twilight Town? And not share, or am I wrong? Oh, because no, I think you're thinking of the part where they all have like the bobbles, hmm, and Donald is the only right. one who doesn't have a bobble. I feel like there is a time I've seen Donald eat ice cream, but Daniel pointed out there's like, oh, he's talking about the ice cream with that they get out of the box with the picture, and I'm like, well, that's after Goofy's back alive. Yeah, so, but like it made me think that there. Do was... you think Donald's from the future? Hmm. And he's already lived the eating the ice cream thing, but he knows that he's apologizing that, ta- for that hasn't happened yet, thinking that it right, might have like because it's his, it's karma. Well, no, because if Donald was know- in the future, he knows Goofy comes back. Unless this is where the timelines no, change. You don't, you, yeah, you don't get it because uh, Donald knows that time is already set in stone <laughs> and that he just has to play the part, or at, or else it'll all fall apart. But he and slipped so, up. Like, this is him slipping up. Exactly. Exactly. He, he, if if he, if he changes, he's worried that um, the timeline will diverge so much, and like you know, he'll accidentally create like twelve more Zemnuses or whatever. <laughs> and so, and so he he even though he knows it, he knows exactly where this is going, and he knows it ends up okay in the end. So so he has to keep like playing the part, but. Even if you know Goofy wakes up in the end, when you see your best friend on the verge of death, like your 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 emotions are still going to be brought up, and so he. Um, I'm interested in rewatching that scene, thinking this is true, and like, I'm like, what if he's just what? If, what if he's pretending? What if this is all fake? Um, I'm sure that that reading is there, as stupid and dumb as it is. Um, <laughs> Donald Duck is the master of masters, confirmed. You heard it here first. Uh, uh, we can go back to the uh, the rest of the episode at this point, right? Uh, I'm doing a quick look through. Oh, Daniel Awesome also pointed out that Zexion is the first absent silhouette. So, like, I guess if you do that, you might know he's dead. Yeah, sure. J-Dubs, J-Bomb25 on Twitter that told us that um, the passwords for Ansem the Wise's Six Apprentices. Um, I don't see it, but I remember Plaquas asked us if uh, li- oh, here it is. 
Um, question for the answer report. What is your opinion on the possibility of Xehanort being a future version of Riku? Do not laugh. I am serious. Um, and I really... So this, so this is a... This is a theory that is... Is it, is it common? Because I think the first I've heard it. Nah, this is a theory that is proposed by Jake of our uh, best friend podcast. Uh, I almost forgot the name of their show. <laughs> Kingdom Smarts. That's so bad. We just had them on. And I listen every week, so why would I forget? I'm just, my memory is just bad. Uh, so Jake from Kingdom Smarts will occasionally like try to guess where the plot is going, and that's his like leading theory, is that the leader of Organization 13 is Riku from the future mm. because of the one scene in Chain of Memories where they talk about how Riku smells like the superior. Hmm. Which... Have they, have they covered enough for it to... Oh, and they don't, so they wouldn't know that Xemnas is... The nobody that's why okay right um pretend that listeners at home pretend you followed along with the logic i just went through in my head i didn't say any of it um i actually started to give this theory some thought <laughs> and as much as i think it's hypothetically possible for him to fucking lose his memory again and just like like pretend riku it's just this weird self-fulfilling prophecy of riku taking his own body and other people's bodies um <laughs> As much as I think that's something Kingdom Hearts could pull off narratively, like there's a there's enough in the text where I'm like that makes sense, but there, I don't. I would be mad if it happened because it completely degrades the one good character arc in Kingdom Hearts, which yeah, is uh, Riku sort of becoming his own person despite the darkness. If they if that looped back around to him being the bad guy, it would have to be like some serious, like. He's the reason that everything's going to be fine. He breaks the timeline and fixes the events, which why would they put all of the narrative pressure on the second main character? So, And just thinking about it from a storytelling perspective, it would be very hard to to reconcile both that plot development and the overarching theme of the series, namely that the po- like like the power of friendship and the fact that even though two people can grow apart in their um in their I- interests is that what makes Sora and Riku different um <laughs> the two people can can grow apart and yet the connections that they made are still as can still be as strong as ever i think if you then say that Riku grows up to be the source of all evil in the universe. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a tough needle to thread. Yeah. We can't add a 20-minute segment to a podcast we already recorded, Joe. We must end this no, because we have to record another episode right after we're done. No, that's fine. We already started half an hour late. No, that's cool. We must end this. That's fine. Uh, God. <laughs> no, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Uh, real quick, because <laughs> I have to read the name of this episode, which was submitted... Ugh. Uh, I am not I am not sighing by the way at this very good submission. I am sighing at the timestamp that I'm seeing of this audacity recording. How long have we been ah, it's not that bad. Um you don't have to edit it, so calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you online, Wheels? Uh Twitter.com slash the Travis W and a tabletop role playing game podcast called Very Random Encounters are where you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Um, I do a One Piece rewatch podcast called We Are Watching One Piece and a video game discussion podcast called Objectively Good. You can find this show on Twitter at MemorizeCast. 
Uh, you can email us questions or anything at memorizecast at gmail.com. Our intro and outro music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, available courtesy of Game Chops. All of this information is in the show notes below. We also now have a Patreon that you can support and get some uh, episodes early, uh, monthly bonus episodes, some other stupid shit as we come up with it. Um, we have our Discord server, which you can get probably from our Twitter. is the best, easiest place to find that link. Uh, I, could, I guess I could put those in the show notes too. I don't know. Why not? Why not? Um, Back to the future! Since we recorded the episode you're listening to before we launched the Patreon, we didn't we didn't know how y'all were going to just uh, smash that like button <laughs> um, so hard that it, it, our Patreon is we, we did not expect the turnout that we got. And it's it's difficult to know exactly how to thank you all for, for doing this. But um, now that you have, it's it's no longer a uh, financial drain on us to make this show already we're at the point where we're covering all of our costs uh we're gonna start getting some more equipment and that sort of thing and you've already passed our 75 dollar a month goal to start doing a another podcast basically that's that's called uh do we have a name for it i don't think we have a name for it but we're gonna uh, do i figured it would probably just be based around the name of the the rpg which is yeah our friend uh, yeah our friend riley has made a powered by the apocalypse tabletop role-playing game called interstitial which is uh based on kingdom hearts it it uses uh, the sort of archetypes of those characters to play role-playing games the the full title is interstitial our hearts intertwined intertwined that's right uh so that's gonna happen we haven't really nailed down exactly how the release schedule is gonna work for that if we're gonna release it in batches for patrons or or if we're going to have like one free episode that anybody can listen to if they want to check it out. But suffice it to say, we're already in, you know, pre-production for that yeah. show. We're really excited for it. Everyone, and, everyone's really busy right now, but soon. We'll be and we're, we're all, uh, the, the two of us are, are scrambling to make sure we're um, getting all of the Patreon goals set up and stuff. So if you pledge to like do the movie night, we were just talking before we recorded this to get a schedule for that going so um thank you so much again it's unbelievable yes yeah thank thank every single one of you from the bottom of our kingdom hearts um mm-hmm. and unrelated if you uh the, i've seen people have trouble with getting the discord roles uh so just yell at me or, or riley and then we'll we'll give you the role if you're in the discord in theory you could yell at me too but i, I don't <laughs> know how discord works so don't and thank you. I think it's Tom Ann Smith on Twitter, King J in the Discord. Let me double check. Yes. Uh, for sending us, it's been a minute since we got one of these long, complicated answer and report titles from them. So thank you very much. It's always my turn to read them. So wish me luck. All right. <laughs> so this has been <clears throat> Kingdom Hearts. Re got it coded, locked and loaded. Oh, man. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fine as it is. Oh Jesus, this is such a. This is like, um, I put it in my notes for the next episode, and it's like 
more than my notes is. <laughs> All right. Kingdom Hearts. We got it coded, locked and loaded, memorized and digitized. <laughs> Did Memorized and digitized, 420 over 9.99999 days, final remix, prologue, sequel, interquel, the ultimately secret report of Ants and the Wise, in parentheses, possibly aka the illustrious, handsome, and intelligent Jetmonkey HD Gaming, not to be confused with Ansem Secret Darkness, aka Zemnus, aka Terra Xehanort, aka Xehanort, head of the true organization 13, comp comprised of Xehanort, 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 I lost track, but Xehanort, Xehanort, and Xehanort. Also, not to be confused with Ansem in quotation marks, a young man assisting me, Ansem the Wise, <laughs> with this report, close parentheses, on our attempts to stop the Organization 13, open parentheses, that which is comprised of nobodies which do not exist, despite them being the subject of this report, close parentheses, from summoning Kingdom Hearts, utilizing the assistance of Sora, the Keyblade wielder, who is referred to Whoa. by some as he who knows nothing, therefore understands <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah. In continuation of my actual reports researching the darkness and the cosmology of the multiverse. Got, Got it. it. Memorized. We were together. zoned out there and totally forgot you were still reading a thing and not just talking uh, speaking in tongues <laughs> yeah no I, I definitely like started to see into the matrix there at the end and i just i just kept going <laughs>